episode 25. Thanks for listening to today's show. We really appreciate you. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show so that you don't miss an episode and to help make sure that others don't miss the boat. Welcome to the Telltale Fisherman Podcast, where avid anglers share the story of their best fishing day ever to inspire yours. Now it's time for another epic adventure. So here's your host, John Woodson. All right, welcome to the show. Today's guest is Pamela Worth from the Tampa, Florida area. Pamela, welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciate the invitation. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Oh, I've been looking forward to it. I've I've seen some of your fishing pictures on uh, Instagram, and uh, I know you've had some epic catches. And I'm looking looking forward to hearing about the fishing you do. But before we jump into that, just just tell me a little bit little bit about yourself and uh, what you do. What I do well for 35 years. I uh, lived in the high-pressure, high-stress job of mortgage banking. Oh. And when my three children, yeah, when my three children finally got out of college, I decided it's time just to find something fun. And I started kayak fishing basically for stress reduction, a little bit of exercise and stress reduction. Mm-hmm. So uh, little by little, I decided I was on the water fishing more and uh kind of doing less and less mortgage work. It just didn't appeal anymore. Yeah. Uh, I would tease people and say, Hey, I'm on the other line. Can I call you back? (laughs) (laughs) The good line, (laughs) the fishing line. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So about, about a year ago, I decided that, you know, I was just going to take some little time off and just fish. And I probably took about three, four months off and went throughout Florida, uh, just fishing both freshwater and saltwater. I had a time of my life. Wow. So t- tell me about some of the places you went. Oh, um, I have been so blessed and running into some really, really nice people uh, down towards Sarasota, fish mm-hmm. that whole area, went a little further with and kind of stayed with Dave Harper and fished kind of the Newport Ritchie area. Okay. Uh, d- down further um, with Keith Matola. Uh, Mike Platt and Robert Fields and fished the uh, Matt Lachey area, came down a little farther. My family's from Fort Lauderdale, so kind of came across, mm-hmm. uh, fished Flamingo for a while, which was a, l- a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rob Roy introduced me to peacock fishing, so uh, did a little bit of that yeah, down in yeah. South Tampa. That's peacock bass uh, for, for those who may peacock not know. Peacock bass, Sorry about that. Peacock bass, which that's an aggressive little fish. Yeah, that one's on my bucket list. I haven't got to that one yet, but you're going to love it. You're (laughs) just going to love it. Came up the coast a bit and, and one of my buddies uh, started offshore fishing. He goes, so I went and watched him and I went, I can do this. Yeah. So did a little bit of offshore fishing, went uh, headed up towards your area, Mm -hmm. uh, fished the lagoon in the banana river. Yeah, uh, yeah, got nice reds. I, I was told you couldn't get reds out of the lagoon on top water, and had to prove the uh, guide wrong. <laughs> uh, got one of my biggest reds on top water there. Oh, I tell you what, when you get one on a top water, that's one of the most fun things. Seeing them trying to get that mouth up on a top water bait like that, yeah, that is. I funny. 
I am. If you go through the Facebook, Instagram, you'll see I am a topwater junkie. Yeah. Oh, I am like totally it. a topwater junkie. I'm with yeah. you on that. And I'm, yeah, I'm basically an artificial user. I use okay. uh, 99% of the time I'm using lures. Uh, the only time I'm throwing or using live bait is when we fish offshore. Okay. But uh, then, yeah, got to stay with uh, Matt Ullman and uh, up in Jacksonville area and fish up there. And, you know, the outlaw, outlaw guys up in Jacksonville, too. It's it's just been lovely. It's been really, really a great experience. Wow. So you, you covered Florida basically pretty much everything but the but the panhandle on that journey correct and uh, the panhandle is the next i have a really dear friend that helped me get started in offshore fishing and derek uh and he's in i think it's called navala navara hmm. up near the panhandle okay near dustin yeah wow. so yeah, Derek now, Benton is his name. He's awesome. He's an awesome offshore angler. Oh, cool. Now, now, when you say offshore, I know you are a kayak angler. So are you talking about offshore fishing in your kayak or, you know, out, out on the big boats getting out there? No, in my kayak. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. I've gone to the Bahamas and fished offshore. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm talking about in the kayak. Yeah, absolutely. So t- tell us a little bit about that, because that's, you know, that's taking kayaking to a whole nother level when you're getting out there in the ocean. You know, tell us about how you do it and, you know, how you set up your boat for, you know, it, it is your boat at that point. You know, tell us how you set it up to do that kind of stuff. Well, um, I have a native Slayer. It's a 13 foot uh, propel. So it has a kind of a bicycle system that turned to prop. Okay. okay? Yeah. They were one of the first, they were the first company to come out with that type of propel, uh, propulsion, promote, propel, I can say that word. Yes. Uh, motion. Yeah. The thing uh, that makes system. the boat go. Yeah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> right. A lot of the, uh, yeah, a lot of the others, uh, kayak dealers have now started to turn to that, mm-hmm. but it, it's a great system. It's very quickly to go forward, very quickly to go backwards. You don't have to turn any cranks or anything like that. Oh. Pedal forward or pedal backwards. Cool. Um, I have, I did put on, I have a, it has the rail system. So okay. what I did do is I don't have the little small rod holders. I do have the, uh, like the Voom by Yak Attack. It's a ram mount, okay. and it mounts right into the track system. So okay. it's going to hold your uh, rod holders very sturdy. Right. I like the ones that aren't on the ball mount. It's just yep. really nice and tight. Yeah. Well, you need that when you get a big strike. Yeah. Exactly, because when you're trolling, especially if it's, for me, it's kingfish or your sailfish and stuff like that, you want to stay under, you either want to drift or you want to stay under like a knot, knot and a half, somewhere yeah. along there. Now, now that is that is live bait fishing you're talking about here, right? That's live bait yeah. fishing, okay. correct. Got it. Got it. Uh, yeah, that's when I'm trolling live bait. That mm-hmm. is correct. Uh, no, I was just going to ask what kind of uh, rods are you typically using? Are you using big spin casters or conventional reels for that kind of stuff? I grew up with with spinning rods, and mm-hmm. that's what I'm using. I okay. have the Salticas by Daiwa. Okay. Uh, the 6500s are the ones that I like best. I have a Cajun rod that has a really, really soft tip to it that I like, and I do have um, a Shimano also. 
For my offshores, I like a very a, a rod that's got a really sensitive tip because when they hit, I don't want a broomstick. I want them to be able to run mm-hmm. uh, and not pull the hook back out of their mouths because these guys, like kingfish, can hit or wahoo can hit it 20 miles. It seems like 20 miles an hour. It's like yeah. a locomotive hitting sometimes. Yeah. And uh, you don't want something too stiff that's just, especially if it, you're using the stinger. Uh, right. That's going to pull the the hook system right back out of their mouth. And, and do you use braided line, or do you like you know mono with a little give for that kind of application? For my live bait, I like mono. I'm usually usually I'm use usually using about twenty pound test, mm-hmm. and my leader is going to be depending on what I'm targeting and if I'm using a little bit of a wire or not. My uh, leader is going to be twenty to eighty, but no, excuse me. My leader's going to be somewhere between uh, 40 and 80. Yeah. But usually 40 or 50. That's usually where I stay on my leader. Right. And it's right. a long leader. It's going to be close to, I don't know, as close to 15 feet for sailfish as I can get. Oh, wow. That long, huh? Well, there's a couple of reasons for that. Uh, the tournament that I fish, they follow the, the rules for sailfish where you can only use a circle hook and you cannot use wire. And mm-hmm. techn- and it's a catch and release. Yep. So basically, a leader tag is a catch, but they ah. limit the leader to 15 feet. Okay, well, that is, that is a good reason to have a long leader then, isn't it? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Ah. Well, but that fish, of course, I was just going to say that fish has a bill and is thrashing, and, and you need a little more uh, scope and protection for you know all that line abrasion you're going to get. Yeah, I kind of rule a thumb that uh, an old uh, kingfish uh, captain told me is your your leader needs to be, he likes to have his leader at least two times the length of the fish you plan on getting. So if you're looking oh. for, you know, if you're looking at a fish that's five to six feet long, he's going to want a 10 to 12 foot leader because your leader is going to be a little stronger than your, your regular line and it can get abrasion from the tail and, you know, the gill plates and things like that. Right. Right. That's, that's actually a good rule. I had not heard that. And I'm going to, I'm going to go retie all my leaders to 10 feet for this weekend for my offshore. So I catch (laughs) at least a five foot fish. (laughs) Hopefully. There you go. That's what I'm expecting to do. Cool. Well, when we get back, Pam is going to share an epic kayak offshore fishing adventure with us. Stay tuned. When the bait is thick, any old cast net can get you some bait, but many times the bait are scarce or they're laying low, and there is simply no way you can get at them without a good quality cast net. Unless you're netting in very shallow water, you need a net with a good amount of weight, which is a necessity for getting the net down on the bait quickly. A good quality net will also stand the test of time if it's taken care of properly. For a great value net for the money, check out tell.fish slash gear in your web browser. All right, we are back with Pamela Worth. And before the break, she was telling us all about how she uh, gets geared up for offshore kayak fishing, which really sounds like a lot of fun to me, and I'm looking forward to trying it. But I believe the story you're going to tell us today is actually from a tournament when you were fishing like that. Is that correct? That's true. Uh, Uh, One of the best-run offshore tournaments for kayaks is put on by uh, Joe and Maria Hector. It's called the Extreme Kayak tournaments and they have three in out of pompano area 
one in the Bahamas, and one or two in Texas. And oh, they do a bunch of them. It's an amazing event. Yeah, okay. it's an amazing event. I mean, last year there was uh, 180 anglers headed offshore in kayak. Wow. From a uh, bird's eye view, kind of look like an Easter basket. You know, that's <laughs> yeah, the one no. thing about our kayaks. Exactly. They're, uh, as some of the boat captains call us, a Tupperware flotilla. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's really pretty looking at them all. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the thing that happened to me, uh, got my boat down there, got up first thing in the morning. My sister helped me. We get to put the boat, the kayak on wheels, get it down about 300 yards of uh, ankle-deep sand down to the beach, mm-hmm. get ready to launch. Uh, you have, uh, I'm bl- they have, well, what do I want to say? Joe from Hillsboro Bait is cool and brings bait right offshore. He brings his boat you know, 30 yards offshore, you can kind of paddle up and get your bait. So you don't have to worry about dragging it or keeping it, getting it the night before or dragging it all the way down the beach with you. What a gentleman. That's that. It is. It's (laughs) great. He and his wife are amazing people. But that, so I had just paddled up to get my bait and, um, went to push off, you know, to get out of the way. So the next person could kind of come in line. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden my pedal system is just spinning, just spinning. I'm not going anywhere. No traction. Oh, I'm like, oh no. my gosh. I had gotten some line in my prop and had taken the prop off to get the line out. Mm-hmm. I put, didn't align the pin correctly. My error didn't align the pin correctly when I put the prop back on. Oh no. So little by little. It fell out. It slid and fell out. Oh, my goodness. So here I am with a 14-gallon live well, and let's do the math, eight what eight pounds per gallon times 14. Mm-hmm. My boat, three rods, three offshore rods, and I'm now going to paddle for the day. <laughs> I'm already on the water. So you're kind of up the creek and just one paddle. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this, this sailfish tournament is a two-day tournament. I'm like, well, I could go to the beach and sit there and pow like a little girl, or I could, excuse the expression, man up and yeah. go out and do it. So I I paddled all the way out to about 450 feet of water. I paddled all day and had three strikes. Uh, one was a sail, lost it. The other two uh, were, I think they were king. And uh, lost them all. So came in feeling very sorry for myself. Uh, <laughs> one of my buddies, uh, as I said, Derek Benton is what uh, took us to Lowe's, and we happened to match up and find a little post that would fit in there. Mm-hmm. Long story short, got it done. Next day, I'm out there, get my bait, I'm out there, and I'm like, yay, at least I can pedal and get move around. This is a lot better. I'm out there and I'm hearing everybody else gets sailfish. Everybody's getting sailfish. It's noon and the tournament ends at three o'clock. I had not had the first bite. So I'm sitting there and kind of like talking to my grandfather, you know, talking to whatever, saying, well, maybe this wasn't what I should be doing. You know, maybe I should have stayed in the mortgage business and not made the pitch. (laughs) You know, any little fine would be helpful. Just as I said that, I kid you not. Off goes my reel. Just takes off. Oh, I am so excited. Grab it, turn it around, reel it in, and it jumps. It tail dances. That sailfish got on its tail and 
danced all the way across the horizon. It was amazing. I was so excited. Oh I'm trying. Gosh. You call in on the radio. We have help boats or chase boats that yep. um, verify, since you're not bringing the fish on shore, right. to verify the tag. And uh, they come over. I finally land it, get some photos. And they also help release it so the fish is in really good condition oh, okay, when it goes good, back good, in the water. Good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they'll take it alongside the boat and, you know, drive it until they feel it's totally revived and they can let it go. Oh, good. So, yeah, yeah. So they hung, and one of my buddies um, hooked up right next to me, and I was so excited. I had a, uh, was starting to bait another fish, and I used the same rig that I had just caught that sailfish with. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize it because I was so excited my buddy was <laughs> on a fish threw a little fish on, you know, threw bait on, threw it behind me and went over to just give him encouragement. By the time I got there, he had lost the fish. So the help boat was, was like, okay, we're going to leave you guys. You know, it's over. He didn't get his fish up. Yep. Just as they start the engine, <laughs> off goes my rod again. I'm sitting there with my mouth. You could drive a truck through my mouth. I'm just like, you guys, you guys. And they're looking at me like, oh, you have another fish on? Yeah, I think so. So long story short, this was this one did something totally different. It sounded. The first one, tail jump. This one did, or tail walk. This one did three or four spectacular jumps and then went straight down to the bottom. Wow. And it was digging the whole time, huh? Yeah. And wow. it tows you around. It's like a little uh it's like a little sleigh ride out there in the ocean. Oh, I bet. But um Get it in, and what's so funny is, out of all the entries, I think there are only two or three lady anglers out of all the entries, mm. and they're calling it in, and they said, we have our first person in tournament history to ever catch two sailfish, and this person's got them back to back, and so they're asking, who is it, who is it, and my sister had just come to the beach, and she's listening to this, and she goes up to uh, Joe Hector, and and my sister Deborah goes, ask him if it's a lady angler or a guy. So Joe goes, is a lady or a guy? And the boat, the, the help boat goes, well, we're not going to tell you. <laughs> Debbie looked at him and he goes, it's Pam. She knew it, it's didn't Pam. she? Yeah. They would tell you if it was a guy. <laughs> so a long story short, got to the beach. Um, a couple other people got two fish too, but I was the first one. So I have the honor of being the first one in tournament history to land two sailfish during the during a tournament. Wow. So that was very, very exciting. And after such a lousy day before, you know, of yep. uh, the breakdown and the whole bit, that uh, it's perseverance. It just tells you if there's something you really want to go out and do, you know, don't look at the setbacks. The setbacks are just bumps in the road. They're not even roadblocks. They're yep. just pebbles. You just, you've got to run over them. You just got to jump past it, you know, work past it. They're, they're just there to teach you how to do it better next time, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and trust me, I make mistakes every time I go out. <laughs> you know, well, in, in offshore fishing in particular, it's, it's amazing. And I've actually talked to a couple captains now, so I don't feel so bad when I do it, but you know, you'll, you'll, you'll run across a school of dolphin and you're not ready for it and you don't get them or, 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 a, or a triple tail, you know, you don't have the right rod rigged up, yeah. you know, it, every time you go out there, something doesn't go right. It seems like, and you just try and figure it out better, you know, so you can do better the next time. 
That's right. When I fish um, on the West Coast over here, when and in about another month we'll have fish season starts, uh, I always have an extra rod with me or, you know, that for that type of situation. Yeah. You know, you try to figure out what's going to happen. On the boat, you have more options. On the kayak, if I'm going offshore, uh, four rods is my maximum. Yeah. I've seen Bobby and some of the others with kites and up to six rods oh, on their kayaks. Kites off a kayak. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I love Lucy on the water. You know, <laughs> the younger people won't get that. But No, I know what you, you know, mean. If anything yeah. could go wrong, it's going to be me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So... Wow, two sailfish in one day. And it, was this your first ever uh, kayak fishing tournament? Your off, first ever offshore tournament? No, it was It was the second one. Well, second the one. second sailfish tournament. The first sailfish tournament, I caught nothing but shark and barracuda. I'm getting very good at barracuda. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a joke. It's kind of a joke now. You want to take pan fishing? She can clear out all the barracudas <laughs> for you. Get them out of your I'm way. I'm very right. good at that. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and trigger fish. Wow. But, um, I, I was going to say, it doesn't sound like you're too bad at uh, catching sailfish now. I, I was very blessed. That was the craziest day. Uh, and it wasn't, wasn't the first sailfish I did. I had hooked and landed a monster sailfish the summer before. Uh, but, uh, that was, that was a really a crazy day. Wow. Well, you, you've inspired me, Pam. I, I got to get my kayak out there in that deep water and give that a try. That sounds like a lot of fun. It is handled, you know, it, it, it's safe if you go out there with a partner mm-hmm. and, you know, everybody tells you this and I'm going to be a mom about it, but if you're, especially if you're going offshore or you're going to go in deeper water, please, please do a float plan, yep. you know, tell somebody on shore where you're fishing. Absolutely. And wear your life jacket. Exactly. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and I kind of joke about it. I always say, don't tell your spouse, because if you're fishing, you tell your spouse, your spouse is only half listening to you and said, yeah, they, they're going to go in the water somewhere. <laughs> so tell one of your fishing buddies who you're not fishing with right. where you're fishing and text them or call them when you get off the water. Yeah. And absolutely. that's kind of a, there's about six of us that do that for each other. So, and if you don't call in at a certain time, my phone will start blowing up like, Hey, Hey, you off the water? There's a storm coming. <laughs> well, well, great advice and a great story. Pam, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing that with us. Well, you're very sweet for asking me. Thank you so much. Please be sure to follow the Telltale Fishermen on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll get sneak peeks of upcoming episodes, notices of new episodes as they go live, and pictures from some of the most epic fishing adventures ever. Check the show notes for details. Thanks. This has been the Telltale Fisherman Podcast. Thanks for sharing another great tale with us. Be sure to check out the show notes page for more info on today's show and the gear we talked about. Keep those lines tight and we'll catch you next time right here on the Telltale Fisherman Podcast.